0: Hi, welcome to Sustain Talks. Today I'm joined by Karina and Chantal from Event Cycle, a company that takes unwanted event waste and gives it a second life by repurposing and redistributing items left over from events. This is the circular economy at its best and a huge benefit to the events industry who are on their mission to become more sustainable. Hello, Karina. Hello, Chantel, How are you both? Hi. <laughs> yeah, good,
1: thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah. Uh, good to have you here, and I think the event industry is really in need of hearing a bit more about how they can be more sustainable. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit more about Event Cycle, how it started and how it works?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so maybe just a bit about where we've come from. <laughs> um. Uh, both Chantal and I, we come from we come from the events industry. Um, more in particular, we used to do everything uh, in the corporate events, uh, sector. Um, uh, Chantal used to be a former event director. I used to be in technical production. Um, so yeah, we're very much understanding of how events work from start to finish. That whole that whole process uh, from like the creative concept all the way uh, to the completion and uh yeah
0: so I'm, yeah
2: sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry and um well the the reason why we started event cycles basically because we saw how much leftover stuff there was um at the end of uh, events and in particular you would you know stand uh, at nearly empty hall you know that your tenancy is ending and suddenly you turn around and three shelving Ikea shelving units have appeared and you have no trucks to put them on. You don't know where they've come from, why they've not been dealt with. They're still in great condition, but now you kind of have to put them in a bin because you only have like an hour left on your tenancy. and and really no other option but that's also because it wasn't thought about from the beginning <laughs> so we um we were very much like understanding of that part and thought something needs to be done about it like this can't this can't go on and at the same time we we've been you know volunteering quite a bit and um we saw that there was a demand for not just uh, volunteering and not just money um but also for items um, because that means that charities don't have to spend money on those items and can instead use it for their community, um, especially with if they get grants um, they'll have to use it on their services or they'd much rather use it on their services than to, you know, for example, buy a couch for a volunteer. So um, that's sort of where we were like, right, cool, we can put two and two together. And and that's sort of how how we started. And, and now we help event businesses implement sustainable solutions with a lasting social legacy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I mean, I was 20 years in the events industry as well. And the picture when those halls and they close down and they literally everything comes down in seconds and then it's just one big pile of everything. And, you know, the work that you're doing. How does it work then? Do you work with the events industry or the charities or both? Is it a matchmaking? What's the process?
1: it's a bit it's a bit like online dating yes um we have um, <laughs> our clients on one end um who are the event agencies organizers they can even be suppliers and clients and then we have our charities community groups and um social enterprises and schools on the other end and we know where one group are when, what they do and what they want and then for the other group we know where they are what and what stuff they have so then we start doing the matchmaking um in the local areas where the um, event is taking place if we can we get involved right from the very beginning and that involves looking at charities and organizations in the local areas to try and incorporate them into the event so you've got the whole storytelling piece whilst the event is taking place but a lot of the time people come to us halfway through which we're more than happy to help at um or at the end when you are having that last minute panic ideally we work, work right <laughs> from the very beginning but we know what it's like it's like we said we've been there and then once we've taken those items, we've found an organisation that they can sit with and they're happy to take them. We'll organise all of the log- logistics for that, get it off site in whichever way is suitable for the event. And the quantities could be anything from one single seat or so for up to 25 to 100, 110 pallets of wood or something like that. Yeah, Whatever so it's think of. <laughs> completely yeah. scalable. Yeah. And we do it on a 1st come 1st serve basis so that we... Um, fair to the people that come to us for items and we try and do it as close to the event as possible to reduce those transport emissions um, and benefit the community around the event that's taking place.
0: So, Um, Oh sorry (laughs) after after... I was going to say the venues they they work with you and support you and help you with everything because obviously it's good for the venues as well because then I then they don't have so much waste going into landfill etc.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, um, we've been starting to work with a, f- a few venues um, to help them upsells um, repurpose items. But yeah, um, the more venues we are able to work with, the more we're also able to support our um, event agency clients um, with you know, potentially being able to store something for another couple of hours, even though tenancy has ended, in order for a charity to pick up directly and save costs on transport. Um, or just... Uh, yeah finding places to gather items together so that it can all be collected in one go so it's 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 definitely working together um to make that happen
1: and it's not just um sustainability that we're helping the agencies with and social impact it's also promotion of their services as well as well because if you think about sustainability right from the start um you can make changes to reduce your uh, waste at the end and that's also reducing your carbon footprint and that then translates into looking good for prospective clients and we've had a few agencies come to us and say they've won business off the back of what we've been doing with them
0: yeah that social impact it's it's such a a big part of you know sustainability social responsibility esg it all comes together and it's really that whole holistic approach to it isn't it um let's talk about what kind of um Things, materials. Uh, what do people need? What do people want? What's what do you see a lot of? Where where? Let's let's delve into what kind of uh, things are left over from these events.
2: It's fairly straightforward, actually. It's it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. It's you know furniture, stationery, uh, textiles, and graphics, uh, household electricals, AV. Art supplies, uh, uh, building materials, wooden flats. Uh, we've done, you know, play sand, scaffolding, hard hats. Literally anything that you can think of, <laughs> we've we've done it. I mean, um, we we say no very rarely. Uh, stuff we say no to is um, stuff that's clearly rubbish. Like there's no need of calling us for cardboard boxes, empty ones. Uh, <laughs> Also, things like flyers that has been printed on. Also, we shouldn't really be doing that anymore. You know, there's a lot of options or alternatives that can be done. Um, uh, we don't do any perishable foods because there's other people that do it really well. What we would say is, if um, if you like the quality of of stuff that we take, um, if you would put it into your student accommodation, that's sort of the level of of quality we would take. So, for example, back in your student days you would take a table if it had sc- like scratch marks and screw holes right because it's a, still a table and it'll do the job right but you know it's definitely stops at a broken fridge because if you can't have your beverages cold then you know <laughs> <laughs> <gonna be>
1: happy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so um so that's sort of like our baseline and and same goes for things like carpet you know the the really thin exhibition carpet you probably not want to put that into your house and so if it's a thicker pile that that's a lot easier to place even in 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 social housing and so it's 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 those sort of elements which works really well in the events industry because stuff that comes off of events is usually in pristine condition because it had to be perfect for when the you know the client was receiving it and even if it has a couple of dents or something because of the d-rig it's still good enough quality for life for for a
0: home life yeah it really is what um what are your views uh, both of you on um sustainability in the events industry do you think it's I i don't want to say a growing trend because obviously everybody talks about sustainability now but do you think there's some challenges or uh, some struggles with the events industry to be sustainable
1: i think there's um still uh people that don't know where to start and see it as one big overwhelming um, project that they can't really tackle and the best advice and it's almost the most annoying advice is just start like with anything in life you just need to know what the next step is don't worry about that big massive net zero goal I mean you do need to have it in mind and set it but the way you get there is by looking what can I do next what small thing can I do because you can't do 100 percent on your next project maybe you're lucky enough to be able to But realistically, you're not going to be able to. What can you do next on your next project? So just starting small, looking for inspiration all around the industry. Everybody's talking about it now. Mm. If you need help, come and talk to somebody like us. We will guide you through what we've seen. Good examples, bad examples, where you can start. Even if you literally haven't started, we can tell you the best route of action. And it's, it's bespoke per event like any event builder any creative concept you come up with it's it's got to be unique to what you're doing and so there's no one one solution fixes everything so yeah
0: yeah um a lot of the events industry um i've i've seen a lot of organizations in the events industry their their simple solution is to turn to offsetting um which of course nature-based solutions is amazing i support that but what what do you think about those organizations that what what's your views on offsetting for events?
2: I think it's a it's a good way to start because um, it also means that you're capturing your carbon footprint. So it's a good space to start, but it definitely should only be the last resort. Um, there's there's something to remember, like when you're when you're trying to achieve net zero um you have to decrease um, the carbon emissions that you're you're producing in the first place um as much as physically possible so then that way your carbon offsetting is as minimal as possible um and it's it's they're not just like uh, you know a license to do whatever you want and and then just chuck a lot of money at it and hope for the best but it should help you with the things that you can't actually um reduce so you know especially when when you're looking at at these offset projects um try not to use planting a tree as as your only solution i mean there's actually not enough land for us to offset as much in like as from the whole society there's physically not enough land to do so um but you know there's 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 really great other alternatives um from rock weathering to um research into seaweed farming and offsetting through that um so you know or have a look at local projects. There's there's so many different alternatives. Offsetting is great because it can actually directly do something for the planet. But we all should be looking at, you know, reducing as much as we can. And again, it's great if you're offsetting because it te- you tend to know what your carbon footprint is. But um, use that to help reduce first, and then offset later.
0: Yeah, thank, thanks for your run um, um, thoughts on that. And I mean, obviously, you know, the benefits of the circular economy and repurposing um, materials, it, it, you, you just can get benefit from um, more benefit from that, who um, you mentioned before charities, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about which type of organisations benefit? Maybe you've got some stories that you want to share? Uh,
1: we have every type of charitable organization <laughs> you could ever imagine from people that look after tiny hedgehogs right up to mental health disability um people escaping uh, difficult situations to the homeless we don't discriminate on who can sign up to us because um every cause is worthy and the charities aren't set up for fun are they? <laughs> they they're supporting something so the range of organizations is absolutely massive and the types of use that uh, charities can make from some of our items surprise us all the time. So it's not just um, these chairs are going to be used for somebody that's putting on a theater show or something like that. Um, these graphics aren't just going to get made into project um, products. There are some good examples like gra- some of the graphics from the Commonwealth games, albeit a tiny, tiny, tiny amount, but still significant, went on to create sunshades for little hedgehogs and hedgehog shelter. And then there was rubber matting, I can't remember which event this is from, rubber mat- matting was left over that was used as part of a sports hall and that's gone on to be rabbit rabbit runs for rescued rabbits, so there's lots of different uses, and I keep thinking of um, animal examples, <laughs> but with some of the wood, everybody thinks wood will get used to make um, extensions to community centres, which is something that happened up in Glasgow, or to create um, Santa's grottos or studios, but they also got Used to make an emu hut as well, so yeah, <laughs> lots of uh, animal examples there. Huh? <laughs> There's lots of others too. <laughs> we have
2: them. Um, we had another example. We had was uh, wheelie bins, right? So wheelie bins are uh, are not as attractive as people. Think. <laughs> I mean, they are. No, they were in this case. Um, and um, they had all sorts of, uh, of purposes. Um, so for, some of them went to local schools to be actually used as bins. Uh, some of them went to a canoe club that used them to store their paddles. And so they've just made some holes at the bottom oh. because it's easier <laughs> for them to wheel them around. Um, some of them have actually now gone to the Ukraine um, to be used as pet food storage. Uh, and some of them have been used uh, for a metal forge. Is that right? The yeah.
1: Forge. <laughs> <laughs> to store all the scrap metal in because, yeah, they're big enough to do it. And these are galvanized wheelie bins as well. So they're nice and sturdy, which is really helpful. Uh, so- we also had my favorite one from this year is we had some um, AI glasses come to us. They were deemed old, old and out of stock for what the purpose of the company that was using them, which I- is perfectly fine. Then-
2: they were used like for zoom meetings and and like how you present in a in a digital world right
1: but they're also useful in um, a different world and that's training surgeons um internationally so uh, there are british surgeons that go out and train um surgeons in malawi and with these glasses they've been able to bring their program forward from december to start well, actually it started last month but April now. so they, so those donation, donations actually do make a difference and they really helped a whole variety of organizations from like allotments to schools to water organizations and everything in between.
0: I love that uh, that I mean that whole sort of social value piece I talk about that a lot and I think it's so important that you know companies look at social value and social impact. Um, how like do, do you produce reports on where the materials go how does it help when if a company is working with you with their social value and social impact reports
2: absolutely yeah we do both we do qualitative and quantitative support um in uh in a normal project um if a client chooses to they can opt into um buy a success story which is a a detailed write-up of where items have come from where they're going uh what charities are being supported um what the charities are doing with these items and where we can we try and get photos of the items in use as well so you have a uh, yeah a, a direct proof of what you've done and it's not just a couple of numbers but it's actual look here's the the picture of, of what's happening um but additionally we we want to ensure that um especially with larger projects we also are able to produce uh reports um which are not just qualitative but also quantitative so with that we we try and um demonstrate the the social impact that was made in pounds um which is basically the value of um of the items that were donated and hence the the value that the charities can put into their own communities instead um we calculate the Uh, carbon uh, footprint avoided of items not having to go into landfill, all based on the um, government's GHG factors. Um, We calculate the carbon footprint avoided of items not having to be purchased new by charities. Um, And then as part of that report, we also provide um, the sustainable development goals that were supported by the charities that have received those items so that you can see exactly what targets you're hitting. Uh, we look at how close to the community items were placed, look at distances in terms of transport, um, and then you get more um, stories about what, where items have gone, a full list of all of the charities and what they um, represent, just a full-on picture of, of what it is all about. So we want to make sure that it's not just those environmental factors and, and carbon emissions but also looking at the impact that, um, that those donations have made in the in a particular place and area. And so we're we're always looking at, at practical, select so like sustainable solutions um, linked with this social value in order to amplify that as much as possible. And uh, yeah, because the, the charities um, get these items for free. Um, they can focus on their own um, you know securing funding servicing their beneficiaries um, and just trying to make the best that they can um, through really financially challenging times that a lot of charities are facing at the moment.
0: Yeah that's amazing and truly a a company that is helping everyone from all sides you know the events industry to be more sustainable the charities the communities the projects the the list is endless what's next for you guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) more of the (laughs)
0: same. yeah he's so busy keep keep
1: trying to do better help as many projects as we can and integrate social impact into the planning process so not just thinking about everything at the end you've got you've got to think about the beginning and even if that means keeping some of the materials in use at the agency that's even better because mm. that's how it's supposed to be we can't just keep drawing on new resources all the time but you can also look at the organizations around where your event is taking place and engage them in what you do whether that's through education training whether that's donating items to them that they actually need and planning that into your event rather than what you need your event and then trying to retrofit it afterwards so yeah I think that that's a a big aim for us as well as doing more in Europe (laughs) we uh, have done a couple of jobs in America now as well and we're talking to somebody about Singapore next week
0: so (laughs) (laughs) watch
2: wow. so, yeah. <laughs> <Going laughs> out
0: world we're coming for you <laughs> well I, from the second I heard about you guys I, I literally tell every single person about you Thank I think you. you know sharing good and it's why I wanted to do this podcast with you I go across all industries and actually the event industry is every single industry because so many corporate organisations run their events so I'll make sure I share your details and tag you in all of the posts so that people can find you each Italy, um but your website address just
2: uh is it's uh, eventcycle.org and okay. what we would suggest your followers as well if um if it's not just related to the events industry but if they know any charities any any charities that they volunteer for or if they're in a parent teacher association you know anything sports clubs um and they haven't signed up to event cycle just yet get them to do so because Um, you know it's a win-win for them they get free stuff and um, especially for things that they need and uh, yeah like like we
0: said before we don't discriminate so anyone can sign up (laughs) oh that's brilliant and a lovely way to end thank you for your time thank you for sharing your story and I look forward to seeing you out there in the rest of the world
1: (laughs) brilliant thank Thank you for for having
0: us thanks